It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is January 12th, 2021. My name is Philip Ross, and I'm the Twitter Insight Editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Lockdown Match, we'll talk about the Orlando Magic's 121-99 loss to the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll break down that game, talk a little bit about where the Magic are at developmentally, and how this is very much like the preseason all over again. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But before you do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network by searching every download podcast for Lockdown and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown from the Milwaukee Bucks on this game? Check out Locked On Bucks. Want to look ahead to Wednesday's potential game, scheduled game against the Boston Celtics? Check out Locked On Celtics. We'll get to know them very well over the next few days. No matter what your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College 2, there is a Locked On podcast for you. To search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. I was kind of glum in, in, in my thought of what the Orlando Magic were going to be able to do against the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, so I want to give the Magic credit where credit's due. They fought hard. Um, the effort was there. The energy, the intensity was all there. Early in the fourth quarter, after Aaron Gordon put Giannis Antetokounmpo on a poster on a play that we will be seeing the rest of this season into, for however long Aaron Gordon's with the team, into next season. The Magic trailed by only two points. The Magic were in this game. Every time Milwaukee seemed poised to take a big lead, they were up by 12 uh, throughout the second quarter. Orlando scrambled back. They came out of the locker room playing exceptionally well on both ends of the floor. They frustrated the Bucks. They had both Aaron Gordon and, and and Nikola Vucevic picking them apart at, at, at various times and for long stretches, this was a game that the Magic could have won. This is a game that the Magic were very competitive in and a game that they had every opportunity to steal and take from Milwaukee. But just like the loss to the Dallas Mavericks on Saturday, almost isn't going to get the job done. Being mostly good, playing most of a game, isn't going to get the job done. The margin for error for this team already increasingly small is still very, very small. It's even tighter. And any lapse and any drought, any period where the Magic just don't have it, or you know, key players such as Terrence Ross just doesn't have it, things can get out of hand in a hurry. Aaron Gordon put the Magic within two points of the Milwaukee Bucks in the fourth quarter. He had the snarl, he had the flow, the confidence was brimming with this Magic team. Orlando seemed poised to make this a game and for this to be their night. They wouldn't go away and the Bucks couldn't put them away. That is until they did. That is until the next possession, actually. 
When Giannis Antetokounmpo, facing the wall the Magic had built to stop him from getting in the, pa- in the paint, dribbled around the perimeter for a little while and then decided, I'm going to take a three. And made a three against little contest, of course, because the Magic were sinking back. They wanted him to take that shot. So what? One three makes it a five-point game. Except the next time down, Aaron Gordon takes a, a tough fadeaway jumper over the defense. And the Bucks come down the floor and work the ball to get Bobby Portis an open three-pointer. Again, Magic not quite hanging tough defensively on that one, a relatively open three-pointer. That two-point deficit had now become eight. And it snowballed from there. More shots like that turnaround fade away from Aaron Gordon that were no good. Sloppy, sloppy turnovers. Fouls on drivers. Fouls in general. And open three-pointers. The Bucks digging out offensive rebounds. It was everything the Magic are not, or everything the Magic certainly cannot be. And Milwaukee opened up the lead again. This time, far beyond anything the Magic could get. The Bucks won the game 121-99. to The final margin of victory, not any indication of how competitive and how tough this game was for the Milwaukee Bucks. But they are the Bucks. Even with Giannis Antetokounmpo on the bench with five fouls throughout much of the fourth quarter, um, uh, Gordon's dunk should, could have fouled out Antetokounmpo that early, but it would not have mattered. Because the Bucks made shot after shot after shot. And the Magic's defense, you could just see them slumping. You could see them doubting themselves. You could see them losing trust and, and, and letting go of the rope, so to speak. The communicate, there are several communication errors. There are fouling errors. There are just... All these errors that this Magic team especially cannot afford. The lack of attention to detail. Finishing, even the good defensive possessions seem to end with an offensive rebound and a team scrambling to reset and not being able to. You could just feel the frustration from the Magic. You could just feel kind of the the faith and the trust letting go. And that's really the big point. And I'll hit on that um, coming up here. The Magic let the Bucks race ahead of them. The Magic let the Bucks dominate this game at the end of the day. They were flat-footed. And it was just, frankly, the fourth quarter effort, the fourth quarter mistakes were mistakes that this team cannot make against anyone. This isn't just an issue of facing the Bucks. The Magic lost their way to play. That's something Steve Clifford says a lot. The Magic really did lose their way to play. The things that they were successful with through three quarters, the things that kept them in the game, they could no longer turn to. They could no longer get. They could no longer rely on. And that's really what's at the heart of the problem for the Orlando Magic right now. That's really what's the difference between the team like the Bucks, who can play without Giannis Antetokounmpo for the majority of the fourth quarter and still dominate the game. Sure, Chris Middleton hit a few shot, hit a few tough shots. I, no doubt about that. I mean, credit, I, I'm not credit to all credit to Milwaukee for for putting their throat their, their foot down. But this Orlando couldn't get it going themselves, and you could just feel all the energy drained from them because they certainly played like they had lost their energy. And that that part is, it's disappointing. It's unacceptable, and it's disappointing. Again, the effort was not bad. Orlando got good performances. Orlando played really well. There are positive signs that can come out of this game. Again, if we're not looking for moral victories, you got to learn these lessons through winning. But 
Orlando built on what they were successful with on Saturday. Friday was a bad effort, no doubt about it. Saturday, the Magic played with more intensity and energy. They were still figuring things out, but they, they found some things. This game, the Magic played better. They found more things. They found more ways to score. They found more ways that they're going to be able to produce offense. They found more ways that they're going to be able to defend and what they're going to be able to do. But they did it for only three quarters. And when push came to shove, the Magic abandoned it all. And that's really where this team is at. They, they, they've done good things. You know, I, I think, honestly, for the most part, Orlando can exit this game against Milwaukee confident that they will figure it out. They did enough good things to be confident that they can figure it out. But the question is how long and how many losses is it going to take to get there? Because again, time is running out. Orlando's now 6-5. and you know, It would be nice to be over 500. They've got a really tough road trip coming up. Um, you know, starting Wednesday, starting Wednesday, at least scheduled to start Wednesday in Boston. There's a lot of work to do. As Steve Clifford said after Saturday's game, the biggest thing that this team needs is a couple days of practice. The Magic will practice Tuesday, which will help. Honestly, if Wednesday's game were postponed, uh, that would help a little bit too. That would give the team a little bit of time to figure things out. But right now, this team is trying to discover itself again. And that's really the big point coming out of Wednesday's defeat. The Milwaukee Bucks defeat the Orlando Magic 121-299. Orlando now 6-5 on the air. They're still fourth in the Eastern Conference, so hold off on all the bad talk already. A lot of things to figure out. Don't get me wrong, and we'll talk about that coming up here in just a moment. But first, the NFL playoffs are in full swing. The divisional round this weekend with Tampa Bay Buccaneers looking to pick off the New Orleans Saints and the one game that matters. Two, two regular season losses don't matter. If you win the playoffs, that's all that matters. Get in on the action with the only place that has you covered and the only place that we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Whether it's the NFL games of the week or the top NBA games every single day, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Twenty twenty is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with the Boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and NFL or NBA locks. All winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get podcasts today. You know, the main point that I wanted to draw out from this game is that, yes, there are positive signs that this team is making progress. This team is starting to figure out how it needs to play. Um, but ultimately, what matters is the result. I mean, this is a team that wants to make the playoffs, a team that should still expect to make the playoffs, even with everything that's gone on. And right now, you know, this team is just trying to survive. 
This team is just trying to keep its head above water and give itself a chance to achieve its goals. As much as people are, are ready to kind of jump ship, and, and there are signs that maybe that the bottom is yet to drop out, and, and we'll see. But um, as much as people want to jump ship just on the first sign of, of trouble, and, and again, this team's got a lot of work to do, this team is still very capable and in position to achieve all of its goals, or at least some of its, or at least the main goals that it has for the season. So it, this is all a process, is, is what I'm trying to get at. This is all... A process that is just very, very difficult to manage. We talked about uh, on yesterday's show about how the Magic just need a couple days of practice. How the biggest thing that this team needs is to figure itself out again. And to me, that was not on more display than in, in Monday's game against the Milwaukee Bucks. The difference between a team like the Bucks that knows exactly who it is that when things get tough, they know exactly how they need to play. They trust each other. They trust themselves. They trust who they are as a team compared to the Magic, who are very clearly experimenting and still figuring out a lot of things. When times got tough for the Orlando Magic in Monday's game, when, the, when, when there was adversity, yeah, sure, in the fourth quarter at least, when there was adversity and the pressure of the end of the game, the Magic didn't know where to turn. They didn't know what to do. Give them the time in those earlier quarters. They certainly fought. You know, They certainly showed themselves capable. But in winning time, in the, game, in the moments that mattered, you could kind of see just the, the, the weight uh, and the struggles of what they're trying to do begin to really crush them. Some of the mistakes the Magic made in that fourth quarter were unforgivable. Steve Clifford said after the game, the difference in the game was the first three minutes of the fourth quarter. And it really wasn't the first three minutes. It was really kind of after those first couple minutes because the Magic you know, made it a two-point game fairly early in the fourth quarter. It was really kind of that, that, I'd say, eight to five-minute mark. A mixture of both the bench and the starters that really turned this game uh, in the wrong for Orlando. And in that time, you saw the team make some really just careless turnovers. You saw them make very, you know, very preventable reach-in fouls. You saw them give up offensive rebounds. You saw them give up open threes where they just guys just didn't know where they were supposed to be. You know, even dating back to Friday's game, the Friday's game, the Magic lost because they didn't put the, the proper effort in. But they also looked very disorganized. They, it looked like they hadn't played together. And this is the reality for the Orlando Magic right now. In the wake of losing Markel Fultz, in the wake of Evan Fournier's injury, in the wake of everything that this team has faced, the Magic are essentially a preseason team right now. They're a team that is making a ton of mistakes because they don't know how to play together. They don't know how to play in the roles that they are given. Everything has had to shift and change so much. You know... The, the thing about this Magic team was their margin for error was always small. And an injury to the wrong player would cause the whole thing to collapse. I would have told you that that player was Nikola Vucevic. Um, but Markel Fultz was certainly right up there. Losing Markel Fultz has changed this team completely. Preseason is such an important time. I don't think we give the preseason and training camp the, the recognition and the due it deserves. You look back at last year, the Magic said they didn't have a great training camp, and that affected them for the entire season. They were playing from behind the entire year, and some of it was because of the injuries that they suffered that lingered on from the preseason. 
This year, the Magic had a great training camp. You could tell because when the chips were down in that opening game against Miami, Orlando had the plays. They had to trust each other. They had the knowledge of how to get out of it, of how to play their way out of it, of how to beat a really good Miami Heat team. Go back to that game against the Washington Wizards, the 17-point comeback, you know, one of the thr- most thrilling games of the season. And probably just going to go down as one of the best games that Magic played all year. In that game, the Magic had to buckle down. They had to make a decision, are we going to fight or are we going to quit? And if we're going to fight, how are we going to get back into this game? And there wasn't any panic. There wasn't any rush to work. Bad shots taken. There wasn't even a, a, a huge shift in the sense of urgency. They just executed and made plays. Michael Carter-Williams made a couple of really big plays early on that gave the team some confidence. Terrence Ross hit a lot of shots. And then, yeah, Markel Fultz took him home. Everyone played their part. And it's the same thing that how the Milwaukee Bucks looked on Monday. You know, again, they weren't down 17 or anything, but the Bucks took over the game because they knew exactly what they needed to do to succeed, and they executed it at a high level. It's about trust. The preseason is where you build the foundations of this trust. You're not perfect out of the gate, obviously. The Magic, you know, were not perfect by any means. Their offense was playing exceptionally well, but their defense was really struggling, and then they tightened up their defense and were really playing some good basketball. Um, you know, maybe not offensive. Maybe the offense had kind of slowed down a bit and they, they were starting to find their fight, return to their mean, but their defense was playing really, really well when Markel Fultz went down. And I, you know, I would have been interested to see what kind of defensive progress they were going to make um, coming out of that. Now, everything's reset. Now, the Magic are trying to figure out, A, you know, can Cole Anthony play point guard? Which, I, I mean, the returns aren't good so far. B, you know, if he can't play point guard, what role is everyone to have? How are we going to play through Nikola Vucevic? What are we going to do with this team's pace and and the and what we're looking to do offensively? Everything is being rewritten on the fly. And it is not pretty. This is why you play games that don't count. This is why you have a training camp. The Magic are essentially a preseason team right now. All the progress, as good as they looked in those first four, five, six games... Take them away. Throw them out. That team is not this team. That team is dead. That team went down when Markel Fultz got hurt. And getting Evan Fournier back is going to help this team tremendously just because it gives them another shooter. The team's lack of shooting is on full display now. It hurts. They don't have a difference maker. They don't have someone that that has gravity to them. Aside from Nikola Vucevic. And so this Magic team is essentially starting over. But instead of starting over with you know games that don't count and, and time to get everything down before they face the pressure of trying to win, this team has to do this during the regular season. In a season where there is no practice time, they're fine-tuning things on the fly. It is tough. And the Magic schedule's been tough, too. Honestly, seeing a depleted Boston Celtics team, you know, I'm not going to cast aspersions on the Celtics. They very well could win both of those games. The Magic need a breath. Facing the Rockets, the Mavericks, and 
the Bucks, you know, three teams with MVP candidates. That's a lot for this team to take on right now. They need a breath. They need a bad team to feast on. I'm sorry. And maybe they, they're not good enough to beat those teams, but they need a team that can build a little bit of confidence, a little bit of trust. Because you go look at how this team is playing from the last three games, and you see a team that doesn't quite know what it's trying to do all the time. You see a team that has hints of what it wants to be, of who they can be and, and what they can do. But one that can't do it consistently, and certainly in the second half, when things really matter, when you have to lock in even more, they don't have that extra gear. They don't have that extra step that they need to take. Some of it is certainly attitude, some of it is certainly mindset, and that's something this team has to get right to. That's on the veteran players, and and everything for this team is going to start with Nikola Vucevic and Aaron Gordon and Terrence Ross and then eventually Evan Fournier. They're going to have to set a positive tone and a positive example. And certainly, Aaron Gordon was forcing shots in the fourth quarter as the Bucs started to pull away. Nikola Vucevic was not getting into the paint. The Magic just didn't go to pet plays to get themselves easy shots and build a little bit of confidence and just keep their head above water. Defensively, the Magic have not been able to rely on their defense this year. It was starting to come around. It was starting to build in the right direction, and then the injury happened, and now they... They're just in the wrong spots. They're closing out too hard. They're not. Uh, their technique's not good on closeouts. Their communication on what they're trying to do, on who they're trying to stop. You know, a lot of the problems that they had early in the season that they seem to have correct are back, and they're giving up a ton of open three pointers. And it's just, it's just bad defense. They're being caught flat-footed. They're being caught ball watching. They're being caught in the paint. They're not scrambling and playing with the energy and intensity that they need. Certainly not with the pieces that they're missing. And that's the truth. And that's something that's got to change. Effort effort doesn't need pr- practice. Effort doesn't need uh, a game plan. That kind of attention to detail is something that the team's done for three years. And if they're not doing it now, something's wrong. But the Magic are making progress. They're getting closer. They're getting a little bit better each time. And the hope is that they can get good enough, quick enough to save the season, to keep themselves above water. The stats at this stage are not looking good. We're 11 games into the season, which is still a relatively small sample size, but the quarter pole of the season is coming up at at the end of this road trip, essentially. And the Magic are one of the worst offenses in the league. They're near the bottom in every offensive category. And they're now 17th in the league in defensive rating. On net rating... The Magic are one of the five worst teams in the league. And net rating, as we've said on this podcast many times, is probably a better measure to determine how good a team is. Right now, for the season, the Magic are playing much worse than their 6-5 and five record would indicate. Now, there's some blowouts in there, so there's a lot of noise. You know, 40-point blowout will make things a little bit noisy. So I don't think the Magic are that bad. But this team has its work cut out for it. This team has work it needs to do. And honestly, it, it, it's not about the opponent. It's not about any of that. It's about rebuilding the trust that comes from a training camp, that comes from a preseason. It's about getting back to basics and getting back to principles and playing at that high level and trusting each other and what you're trying to do and trusting yourselves. That's what it's going to take 
to get out of this. I still think this Magic team can do it. I'm so confident that this Magic team can compete for a playoff spot. But it's going to take a lot of work to get there. We'll go through the box score here coming up in just a moment. But first, a word from our pals at rockauto.com. It is, you know, your car is your baby. It is a it is an important thing in your life, especially here in Central Florida where we don't have great public transit. Everyone's in their cars all the time. So take care of your car with the with the people and the and the and the shop that's going to get you everything that you need. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. RockAuto.com, the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate so you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why? Spend up to twice as much for the same parts. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, Locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. March Madness is only a few months away, but the future of the NBA is on display right now. Get a head start on next year's draft analysis by subscribing to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board Podcast. Draft guru Chad Ford has his first big board of the year out with profiles of Cade Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, Evan Mobley, and a whole lot more. Subscribe to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board Podcast wherever you get podcasts today. The Orlando Magic falling to the Milwaukee Bucks 122 to 121-99 again. Uh, the Magic uh, under 100 points now for the third straight game. They haven't scored 100 since uh, Markel Fultz went out. So the Magic's offense... Obviously, still needing some work, and it doesn't take genius to see exactly why. Um, right now, the Magic only have two guys that are really scoring at any kind of level, and these two guys deserve a, a lot of credit for the way that they're playing, and, and they're going to be super important the rest of the year. They're going to need to be keep playing at this level and keep trying to find ways to get others involved. Like I said, the Magic are still trying to find their way to play, but these two players are certainly taking the right steps. Nikola Vucevic continues to just be on a complete tear. He's playing at an all-star level, and the only thing that I could keep him out of the hypothetical all-star game or off the all-star team would be simply the Magic's record. He scores 28 points, 11 for 25 shooting, 4 for 10 from beyond the arc, 13 rebounds, 5 assists. He does have 4 turnovers, however. Um, Vucevic really did a lot of his work in the first half. I think he had 19 points in the first half. He just knows how to find all the holes in the Bucks' defense. Uh, they don't really know how to cover him. He's playing super confidently right now. Um, when he gets the ball, good things are happening for the most part. Um, you know, there are definitely some mistakes made throughout the course of the game. You want to see him shoot maybe a little bit more efficiently, but I can't really complain with how Nikola Vucevic is playing. He is just he is carrying this team offensively in so many ways. And honestly, you know, I talk about a lot of the trust issues that the Magic have. 
Whenever the Magic are in trouble, run a pick and roll with Nikola Vucevic. Get a Nikola Vucevic post up. Just get the ball in his hands. That's got to be your pet play. That's got to be a way to get easy shots. Now, I think the big key is getting shots at the rim. Uh, Vucevic can still kind of tend to to hang around the three-point line a little bit too much. I think that's where a lot of his missed shots are coming from. Uh, but generally, generally, you know, getting him the ball is going to to, to result in a good thing. Uh, and that's kind of the place we're at with Nikola Vucevic. Aaron Gordon also with a fantastic game. 21 points, 8 for 14 shooting, 3 for 4 from beyond the arc, 5 rebounds, 8 assists. He also has 4 turnovers. Um, considering that this is just his second game really playing uh, as one of the main initiators on offense, you have to be really impressed. Um, you know, I think the Magic did a good job keeping things really simple offensively for him, especially early in the game, to get him a little bit more confident. Um, you know, I think Milwaukee's defense gave him a little bit of trouble. You know, he's still getting used to the position, so I, I don't mind the turnovers a ton. Um, obviously, would prefer them down. Um, but generally, I think his turnovers were just he's playing out of position. He's playing in a, in a role that he's not quite used to. So I think those will come down as he gets a little bit more comfortable. Um, but overall, Gordon continues to play very, very well. Um, you know, I think his his offense was good. His defense on Giannis was particularly good. Giannis um, had a down game. You know, 22 points, 8 for 16 shooting, so he shot the ball decently well, but six, 6 rebounds, 4 assists, only 4 assists, 4 turnovers, and of course, 5 fouls in the game. Gordon did a good job just frustrating Giannis and making him work. Whenever Gordon was on Giannis, he did a really good job. So, Gordon with a lot of all-around action. You know, again, you expect him to get a little bit better uh, on on some of these other issues, on especially the turnovers. Um, but he's he's playing really, really well. The problem is no one else really came to score. Orlando shot 42.9% overall. So Aaron Gordon and Nikola Vucevic combined to shoot 19 for 39. That means the rest of the team was 20 for 52. That's not going to get the job done. The Magic need better shooting. It starts with Terrence Ross, to be perfectly honest. Only four points, two for six shooting, over two from beyond the arc, three turnovers as well. The, the Bucks did a really good job being physical with him, really tailing him, really staying on him and, and not letting him get free. Um, you know, kind of the, the, the shots that he was getting early in the season, especially he is not getting those to fall anymore. Uh, and those relieve a lot of pressure when he was able to attack off the dribble and hit some of those floaters and runners and, and kind of take his, his cuts a little bit shorter and, and shoot from the inside of the paint. Um, I, he can't take only six shots if the Magic are going to win games. That's, that's the bottom line. I mean, you look at the bench, the Magic's bench scores... Not a lot of points. Um, you know, 2, 6, 14, 16, 24 points off the bench. Ross has got to give them something more. Um, you know, they need Ross. Ross is averaging 16 points per game. He needs to be at 16 points per game. They need him to be at around 15 points per game. They have no firepower off that bench. It is only Terrence Ross. And, you know, again, while Mo Bamba had a nice game, he scored 8 points on 3 for 7 shooting. Um, you know, again, I think his mistakes were a lot of him still getting into rhythm and still figuring things out. But, you know, some of his mistakes are also, I think, things that have been lingering throughout the course of his his early career. The Magic just have no scoring punch off the bench. And honestly, they have no scoring punch in the starting lineup either. It's just Aaron Gordon, Nikola Vucevic, you know, maybe Dwayne Bacon thrown in there a little bit, 11 points, 5 for 10 shooting. You know, Bacon can create a little bit for himself, but he's not creating for others. This team offensively just doesn't have a lot of weapons. And so when one of their big offensive weapons isn't playing well, that makes it harder on everyone else. Um, you know, Nikola Vucevic and Aaron Gordon have done their jobs. So far, Terrence Ross has really struggled to get himself going. Um, Cole Anthony uh, of note two, 12 points, 4 for 13 shooting, 1 for 4 from beyond the arc. Same issues with Cole Anthony. He's getting to his spots. You know, he's he's 
you know, he's making rookie mistakes. He had two turnovers in the game. Um, you know, I think he really struggled when Drew Holiday was on him. He really struggled um, with 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 him getting his own getting his shots. But I, I do think he's getting to his spots, and it's just a matter of slowing down. Um, you know, I think I think I think that the shots that he's getting, you know, sometimes he is taking bad shots. Um, no doubt about it. I'm not saying he's playing well, um, but I do think a lot of the shots that he's taking will go down as he gets more comfortable, as he slows down, and, and he's just got to stay confident. He had a nice little run in the third quarter. Help the Magic get back into the game so he he can be valuable. But again, the Magic are just in a spot where they're asking a lot of him. They're asking more from him than they probably otherwise would. Um, and it and it's showing. You know, again, Orlando shoots just forty two point nine percent floor, eleven for thirty one from beyond the arc, ten for thirteen from the foul line. They get fifteen offensive rebounds, so they do do some good things. It's not like the Magic are doing terrible things. You know, twenty four assists on thirty nine field goal makes is good, but eighteen turnovers hurt. They had five in the fourth quarter that led to ten Milwaukee points. The Bucks shoot 50.5% from four, 13 for 35 from beyond the arc, 16 for 20 from the foul line. A lot of those fouls happening in the first half, but a lot of fouls happening in the fourth quarter, you know, and one kind of fouls, just momentum killing fouls. Like I said, Giannis at 22, Bobby Portis off the bench with 20 points, nine for 13 shooting, Chris Middleton with 20 points, um, you know, Bryn Forbes with 14. Again, you just look at the bench. Orlando had 22 points off the bench or whatever it was I said. Bobby Portis at 20. Bryn Forbes had 14. DJ Augustine had eight. You know, again, you know, typical DJ Augustine game, four assists, two steals as well. Um, the Magic just don't have the firepower right now to have off nights, uh, especially against elite teams, against good teams. Um, and their defense right now just isn't consistent enough to last them 48 minutes. Um, you know, again, they got, you know, maybe 30 minutes of really good defense uh, on Monday. You know, uh, you know, maybe another eight of okay defense. But, you know, leaving 10 minutes where you're just not defending, this team cannot catch up right now. Um, you know, they've got to, again, they've got to figure out their way to play. they got to get comfortable with their with how they're playing. they got to get comfortable with their schemes. they got to get comfortable with each other again, what their roles are and what they're trying to do defensively because that's going to help their offense a ton too if they can get some stops and, and, and kind of build on those, uh, those, those details that they're missing right now defensively. But overall, Orlando's just, Orlando's just, again, the best way I can describe it is they are a preseason team right now. The mistakes they're making are preseason mistakes of a team that doesn't quite know how to play with each other, and it's it's a it's abundantly clear from these final scores that the Magic you know can be competitive, that the Magic are able to stay in the game to a point, but they can't get the distance. They can't go the full forty eight quite yet. Um, and obviously, these games count. All of them matter, and you know these are the games that the Magic can look back and say we needed to get these games. We need to play better in these games. We could not afford to, to to lose these games the way that they the way that we did, even though that's kind of what you know our personnel is dictating to us. The Magic fall to the Milwaukee Bucks, one twenty one to ninety nine. Again, a game that was closer than the final margin would indicate, but yet the Magic definitely deserve to lose and certainly are a long way away from where they need to be. The Magic are scheduled to be back in action on Wednesday against the Boston Celtics. The Celtics game against the Chicago Bulls was postponed for Tuesday so because of because too many players were in COVID protocol, so they didn't have enough players to play. Yet to be seen whether Wednesday's game will be played, but we'll have complete coverage of whether that game will be played on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic uh, as we get ready for that game. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all of them by sending on podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore mean, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic. Be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. 
That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic. This is from Phil Prosser and Wright. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.